0: Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It's a podcast that invites you to come find yourself. I'm inviting you to join me in the car again because just acoustically it's nice. Um, my, my frozen chips will be defrosting in the back, just done a Sainsbury's run. Uh, but I wanted to record now so I can upload it for your oral pleasure later. Um, I watched... Robbie Williams documentary last night I watched all four episodes because Mr K was away and I thought it could be interesting because I really enjoyed the Beckham's uh, documentary as well and something struck me in that there are similarities between these two documentaries um in both cases it really did highlight what an absolute crock the UK tabloid press are the sun especially Um, I talk a lot about them in my sets and, um, you know, grew up with that in our house. Uh, People tell you, yeah, I'll buy it for the sport. They're lying. Uh, (laughs) People used to buy it for the tits, let's be honest. But the absolute hatchet jobs that they would do on really young people at the time, I guess like I was growing up. Spice Girls were about the same age as me when they were famous. Maybe touch older. I don't know. Um, and you sort of think at the time you're like consuming everything that gets printed and going, yeah, they're this, they're that. And then you think, Christ, they were, you know, like twenty, or well, I think Victoria Beckham was about twenty three and just getting dragged through the muds on being too posh to push when she had to have an emergency caesarean. You're like, God. And then, um yeah Robbie Williams saying he's only 16 when he became famous and then what the press kind of did to him and you know attacking him for his weight and then for his behavior i did think um cuz the Robbie Williams one is a Ridley Scott documentary famous for his movies special effects and there's some really incredible moments where um Robbie's been filmed over the past like 30 years and He's on the phone to the editorial team at the Sun, basically saying, "Your journalist like stalked me on holiday, um invaded my privacy, and I had a go at them, and then you printed that I'm behaving like a job, really so but I did think, is it real <laughs> you know when you wonder like what's gonna happen with AI and I know in some films they're using. Uh, footage, I think, at least. Well, I mean, you know, you've got bloody Abba Voyage, which is, you've got holograms of them when they were young. Um, and there's digitization of, of celebrities now. Well, fucking hell, like the Beatles have just released a new song. What the hell? Um, using old audio. But anyway, anyway, so the similarities that I observed were that these were people who had fame at an extremely young age. These were people who got dragged through the gutter by the gutter press, who didn't give a shit about how what they wrote about them might do to them. Um, they both seem to have aged pretty well, and they both... De- Beckham's. he's definitely had something done. He's had a little tweakment. And I was thinking Robbie Williams probably has a great facialist. He doesn't look like he's had much done, but if you consider the lifestyle he once had, you think his skin's pretty glowy for a man that's been through all that. Um, but the other thing that struck me was that the women in their lives, the their wives, were displayed in a very one-dimensional manner. And... I was especially struck with it in the Beckham documentary because I know it's about him and I know the Robbie Williams documentary is about him but for Beckham like Victoria had the more successful career initially I mean different spheres but she had a bigger fame global fame and she had has her own fashion and beauty business and lots of people love to have a pop at that and say, well, he bankrolls it, which is interesting because me and my husband have a joint bank account. We support each other and it's interesting how people want to massively have a pop at Victoria Beckham. Um, Anyway. Editing is all. But again, she so she had this mega career. She had her own beauty fashion line. And throughout the whole of the documentary, she's like, well, I was just trying to find a school for my kids, which is very humanizing to talk about the fact that, you know, they are parents. But I found it striking that at no point was her career after meeting David really talked about. I thought that was interesting. And then for Robbie Williams, his wife is just sort of—it's funny. It that you learn more about Jerry Halliwell, and I have read some interviews with her where I just think, oh, for God's sake! And she's been massively vilified, but I read this interview where it said Jerry now only wears white clothing. <laughs> it's like, piss off. Um. But there's some really lovely footage of Robbie Williams and Jerry Halliwell on holiday when they're going out with each other. And it's so cute. And you think, oh, like you get a really lovely um, insight into what they were like as a young couple. And then press come along and it would seem kind of, uh, yeah, wrecked that. But um, yeah, his wife just seems to be this like bit part. And um, I did go and Google her because I'd never heard of her before. It turns out she's been on Loose Women. And I wouldn't know because I don't watch Loose Women. But so she has had a career as an actress. She's been a judge on X Factor as well. Didn't know that. Don't watch that. But um, yeah, it just struck me that you've got these one-dimensional women um, who are cast only in the light of playing a supporting role to their husbands and I was intrigued by that um, again obviously an editorial decision on how they want to be portrayed and that the, the men are the uh, main characters in these documentaries but I thought it was a shame really um, yeah that you kind of just got they're just portrayed as glossy haired lip filled <laughs> one-dimensional women when in fact they're definitely not um and this kind of I guess speaks to something that is really important to me is that for women especially it is so easy to be defined by family life or by your marriage and that is why I have been um well I continue to I think I always have done made an effort to um (laughs) Cultivate my hinterland. (laughs) Go have a hinterland. Go have a hinterland. Um, But it it kind of plays into why I'm doing the comedy course, why I'm reading Playing Big, why I've always tried to find activities or jobs where I really kind of stretch myself and make myself visible. So um, what do I hope for you? I hope that you get, um, a minute's piece, I've got a minute's piece to sit in the car because I know once I get out of the car, the dogs are going to start giving it the big one. I took them out together this morning because, uh, as I say, Mist K was away and um, they just bloody went mental and it ran off after a pheasant. They were in a place where it was okay to do so, but um, yeah, I've kind of had my fill of them this morning. And um, I know when I go back in the house, they'll be trying to stick their beaks in the uh, shop. And then in a minute, the kids will be coming back and they'll want something. And I mean, I love them. I do love them very, very much. Um, But we all need a bit of peace and quiet or a bit of time to ourselves sometimes, don't we? But (laughs) just to completely undermine everything I said, I spent four hours watching Robbie Williams' documentary last night. Probably plenty of time to myself. But it's led to material for you. So I hope you get a minute's peace. I hope... There's something you've been putting off that you want to do for yourself that you do it. And I hope that you are never viewed as one dimensional. Thanks for being here for the podcast. I'll be back with you very soon.